Welcome to the Geek Screen, the podcast for all media of a nerdy nature. I'm Perry Constantine. And I'm John Brasic. How you doing today, Johnny? Uh, well, day 1,117 of sinus infection that doesn't go away. But other than that, I'm good. Oh, that's too bad. It is colder than a witch's tit out here. <laughs> Minus, well, let me put it this way. It's beginning to look a lot like Hoth now. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. It's like, it's like day after tomorrow type of shit over here. They say it's 16 degrees. Fuck that. It's more like minus 5,000 degrees. I mean, you. I, I took my dogs out this morning. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. I mean, the look on me, they gave me like, why you make us go out? Please let us poop in the house. <laughs> Please let us poop in the house. No, except for one of the dogs. She likes to play out there no matter what. It, it could be raining missiles or an <laughs> asteroid strike and my little dog candy will still go out. But the two wiener dogs that have no fur, they got that thin coat. They're like, fuck this shit. We'll just take a dump somewhere now. Let them find it later. <laughs> Especially Felix. <laughs> You're a nemesis. My dad. Yes, for the listeners, my dad, my dad has a wiener dog called Felix. Fucking dog hates my guts. And to give you an idea of the level of hate, I'm going to tell you the most, one of the most famous scenes. I tell him no barking. He jumps on my bed, grabs one of my magazines. True story, by the way. Drags it to the foot of the door, barks at me, looks at the magazine, barks at me, then takes a shit on my magazine. <laughs> then barks again and runs off. Trust me, that little fucker is vindictive. <laughs> my only joy... That I have is knowing that he's got to take a dump outside in that cold. <laughs> uh, over here, it's um, it's in the low 40s. Fuck but it you. Feels... Wait, wait, let me finish, though. It feels really cold, though, because Japanese houses are constructed with really thin walls, and there's no central heating. So even though it's only 40, it feels a lot damn colder. I've got to... I've got to dress up in, like, thermal clothing inside the house. How do you not have central heating? You guys gave us the Walkman, for Christ's sake. How do you not? Central central heating goes back. You don't even have insulation here. Like, like what is, like, what, did you, was your house built by Ikea? Uh, I think what it is, it's just, um, the way Japanese houses, they're constructed like that. Uh, it makes it better to withstand earthquakes, I think. Earthquakes, Okay. So you get to freeze to death most of the time until that once in a blue moon earthquake. But you're okay then. <laughs> but every other year, you're fucked, right? Huh? Yeah, How about in much. the summertime? Tom and you. Oh, the, it, it gets sweltering in the summer. I got to tell you, this is a shitty proposition you got. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I grant you that you may survive an earthquake. How often do you have an earthquake by you? Fairly often, but they're very minor. They're very small. Okay, how often do you have... I know you live near volcanoes, because I know you you live in a part of the country where Godzilla has a summer house, okay? (laughs) And and, and Mothra comes out for vacation, okay? But I I, I have to ask you, how often do you have a vacation... uh, an earthquake that requires that, oh, fuck, am I glad I got a house... That we can't stand that, even though I gotta pull up with, put up with fucking hot summers and freeze my dick off winters. Uh, not that often. See, it's a shitty proposition. Well, a lot of the houses out here are older construction. Well, you know what? This is what wars are for. I, I thought for sure we would have helped them clear that out back in '45. <laughs> you know, hey, we did them a favor. They they rebuilt <laughs> up. Don't, hey, listen, 
Listen, I've seen pictures of Nagasaki before. It was a shithole. Yeah. Okay? Today, it makes every American city look like a dump. <laughs> we did them a favor. Hey, if you want to call uh, call it an insurance scam that day, go right ahead. I say, <laughs> it was, I say it was free snow removal. So anyway, we got some news. And since today we're going to be talking about Man of Steel, we're mostly focusing on uh, DC news. Fire away. Okay. Well, first off, we've got a bunch of rumors for um, who's going to be playing the villain in uh, Superman vs. Batman. Okay. Uh, so the old rumor has always been Brian Cranston, which that has resurfaced as well. Who, who, would, he, who would he be playing? Pro- probably Lex Luthor. This is most, like, a lot of people haven't been specifically named as who they are, but Brian Cranston has been specifically linked to um, uh, Lex Luthor and for a while now. But it hasn't, but it's always been considered just a rumor, but now that rumor's resurfaced, and Design Trend is reporting this. They say uh, AMC Movie News Editor-in-Chief John Campia recently tweeted that Cranston, as a possibility, may not be dead. See, Cranston's got the demeanor, and I think he has the best voice for Luthor. Mm. I just don't know. Just don't know if he has... Uh, well, the, the look, of course, I think he's kind of tired... Of shaving his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another rumor, though. Dwayne Johnson confirms uh, a Batman versus Superman rumor. Well, we don't know. All we know is that here's what he said. We just had a big meeting with Warner Brothers CEO, Reed DC Comics 2014. We will partner up and create the cool badassery. But he doesn't say anything more than that. So we don't know if he's, like, if he's up in a role for uh, Lex Luthor or maybe another villain like Bizarro or Black Adam or Lobo. Uh-huh. Or, or it could be something that's not even Batman Superman. It could be another movie Warner Brothers is trying to roll out. Who could he play? He could play Lobo, well, but the problem is, would he do a good job as Lobo? Or are we going to say, oh, hey, it's Dwayne Johnson as Lobo versus, oh, there's Lobo. Well, the one guy he's, all, like, the one pe- person that he's always been linked to that fans have been saying that he should play for years now is uh, Black Adam. That would work. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see him as Lobo. I think he'd be awesome in that role. I think Lobo would be good. I think he looks closer to Lobo than Black Adam. And then also, um, Jason Momoa is in talks for a part two. Remind me again, who is Jason Momoa? He was in uh, Game of Thrones, and um, he was the uh, the leader of that um That don't mean shit tribe. to me. That doesn't mean anything to me. He was the new Conan. Oh, he could play Lobo. He could do Lobo, too. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know who he's playing. All he says is that he's in talks for a part. Doesn't say anything else about it, just that he's in talks. There's a number of things. There's another interesting choice for Lex Luthor, Joaquin Phoenix. Wow. For Joaquin Phoenix, think about this for a minute. He would have to play a cross between Commodus from Gladiator, mm-hmm. and so what's the most intelligent person he's ever played? Because let's be honest, Commodus from Gladiator, which you saw Gladiator, right? No, I didn't. You've never seen Gladiator? I haven't seen it, yeah. You, you, you've got to watch Gladiator. Okay. It's a good movie. Okay. Okay, well, it's, it's, it's one of those okay movies. 
Okay, maybe it's one of those movies you watch. Hey, look at this gladiator fighting. <coughs> okay, but I have to tell you, he could pull it off because he can play crazy or he can play maniacal. Because, I mean, Commodus from the gladiator movie was exactly like Luthor minus the brains. Right, right. <coughs> okay, uh, and name me a movie that he was in where he plays a smart person. I'm checking him up on IMDb right now. <sighs> I, I can't his, think uh, shit. See, like, I've seen some of these movies, but I can't really remember if his character in it was intelligent or not. See, I, um, let's see. Joaquin Phoenix. Name me some movies he was in. Okay, he was in um, U-Turn. Believe it or not, I've never seen I don't think I've seen that. Uh, he was in um, Quills. Okay, okay. He well, was the Abduk Holmir. I can't remember if he was an intelligent character or not, though. Oh, Hotel Rwanda. He was not he a... Was one of the, he was a sad he was, character in that. He was not exactly a... Well, he was one of the journalists, I mean... Yeah, so, I know that, but uh, that, there's no, yeah. it doesn't even come close to Luthor. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, Let's he see, didn't ladder play 40, No, no, that's true. Letter 49, no... Uh, uh, the Master? What about that? I'm not, I've see never that. seen that one, but apparently, um, well, he doesn't, no, he doesn't, I don't think he's played anybody uh, that comes close. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he can't. Right. Oh, I mean, The Village. Know. In that one, he was somewhat smart. Okay. I See, I can't really remember The Village very well. Okay. Well, anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> all right, find somebody else. Yeah, uh, I think he could be do, do pretty good. Another guy who's been linked to it is uh, Callan Mulvey. Who the fuck is that? Uh, he's He was in Zero Dark Thirty and 300 Rise of the Empire. Oh, this guy. He could do it. But you know why he doesn't know have the physique of him. Luther doesn't really need a physique. Are you kidding me? There have been... Luther's been flabby in the comics. <laughs> True, but in, I'm telling you, you want an imposing figure. Now, outside mm. of the... I've seen this guy in The Hunter, and he, uh, he's got an imposing figure there. Well, you know what? Maybe he could do it. Maybe he could do it. Well, here's what, uh, here's what the studio's looking for for this character. And mind you, this is not necessarily Luther. It's just a villain. Uh, someone in his mid to late thirties, athletic with an intense presence, not even close to being a name actor either. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Hold on. I'm gonna send you something on Skype, which unfortunately none of our folks can see. But this is the closest to an image I see to almost a Lutheresque person. Take a look. I mean, he's, this is a picture of him from I don't know what the fuck this is from. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know what? You're going to think I'm crazy? But it, does it have to be a, a, a... What about David Morrissey, who was on The Walking Dead? Uh, I don't know. I mean, these are just the guys who are being considered right now. Right. Or not necessarily for Luther, but for a, a role that's being cons- believed to be a villain role. Now I go- but man, they got a they got a lot of names being dropped out there. So. Now here's what I've been hearing about the Superman Batman movie that they're okay. going to throw in a lot of villains, almost like Spider Man Three. 
Uh-huh. I mean, I'm afraid if they do that, it's going to be a big clusterfuck. Yeah, it's a, it's a risky move because, you know, they've already got Wonder Woman in there, too. And now they're going to have they're going to have more villains in there, too. And speaking of Wonder Woman, remember we talked about Denzel Washington earlier as being eyed for um, Man of Steel? I hope they don't have him for Wonder Woman. No, the rumor is now, like at first it was believed that he might be playing uh, Luther. Uh-huh. Now it might be that he might be playing uh, Green Lantern. I, I, Oh, God, no. I don't want him to be in the movie at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Denzel Washington has reached a point in his startup. And I'm not saying he's a bad actor. Quite the opposite. Uh-huh. The problem with Denzel Washington is the same problem I have with... Tom Cruise, or Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Sylvester Stallone, and to a certain degree, uh, Robert De Niro, is that they, or, or even, uh, what the fuck's his name, uh, George Clooney, okay? Yeah. Is they go in there playing Denzel Washington as X. Right, 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 Okay, right. and the problem is, you get this one big star, and he overshadows the whole thing. You mm-hmm. know, it's sort of like when they took what's her face to play Catwoman, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Now she was good. I got to give her credit. She was not in that. Fuck no. Okay, okay. okay. No, no, it is Storm. <laughs> and yet, oh, I didn't really like her that much as Storm. Well, that's because she was overshadowed by much better actors. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, her, but she was. All, but you took took her in Catwoman, complete disaster flick. If I ever saw one. Yeah. Okay, but. You put Denzel Washington as Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Okay, forget it. Forget it. Nobody's going to take it seriously. Like, oh, it's Denzel Washington as, once again, X. Or even Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro plays Robert De Niro as right, X. Right. Not as uh, some other fucking person. Maybe, you know, years ago, I'm sure, because we weren't familiar with his mannerisms. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. I'm mildly retarded. That I don't understand acting, and oh no, that's just because it's the type of personality, that's the type of person. Okay, a good actor can actually make any, a really good actor can make a good, different personalities. And you can mm. see the character, okay? Like, for example, Harrison Ford. Now, Harrison Ford comes close to being Harrison Ford as X. But Harrison Ford, right. if you've watched him in several different movies, you know, he does the Han Solo thing, which is very close to his Indiana Jones thing. But mm. then you see him in that movie where it was a horror movie. I keep forgetting the name of it. And uh, uh, What Lies Beneath what lies with Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Different type of personality. And I would even argue Blade Runner was a different personality. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay, I grant you. Uh, 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 what the hell's his name in Blade Runner? I, um, Rucker Howe? No, 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 no. Hey, Rucker Howe would be an interesting Lex Luthor, too. Um, but, no. Uh, Harrison Ford's character in Blade Runner. Oh, oh, Deckard. Deckard. Shares a similar cynicism found in Solo and, to a certain mm-hmm. degree, Indiana Jones. Right. But... He doesn't have the same personality, okay? Right, right, right. So, I mean, Ford can pull it off. Ford can, you know, whereas Denzel Washington, I saw him on Flight, the movie where he plays the pilot that supposedly saves an airline. I seen Uh him 
on so many other movies, and he just plays Denzel fucking Washington. He plays the same type of personality. No, I grant you, he can change it a little bit. No right. question. I mean, he's a good actor, and he can change it a little bit, but I still think he would overshadow. And I'm not familiar with the Green Lantern character, so I know I'm putting my credibility at risk. I have no credibility. Zero credibility. I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Okay? <laughs> but I wonder, is he playing Hal Jordan, or which one would he be playing? Do we know? Uh, John Stewart. Okay. It does John Stewart's I, I'm asking me this. Is John Stewart's personality like that that Denzel Washington could play? And he was going to play um, Denzel Washington's ex? I'm trying to remember because in in the Justice League animated series, uh, John Stewart was like a former military guy. But in the comics, I think he was an, an architect. I don't think he was a military guy at all. So I'm trying to. I don't remember much about him in the comics. I I mostly know of him from the animated series. Um, if they did go with that take on John Stewart. I mean, I think Washington could do it um, because he's played similar characters like that before, like uh, Training Day. His character in or Training Day, not even Training Day, but more. I was thinking more Safe House. Okay. See, I I, I would think more like Man on which Fire, which was in, which was in, yeah, Man on Fire. That's another good okay. one too. Yeah. But see, here's the problem. I he could do it, but it's it's. <sighs> All right, you know what? He's on the board. I'm going to change it. He can possibly do it. It's just that I still, when people go to see him, are they going to go see him because they want to see Green Lantern or do they want to go see a Denzel Washington movie? No, you're absolutely right. And um, my problem with this is two things. First off, um, like you know, like you were saying, wa- I love Washington as an actor, um, but – you know he's 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 getting up he's getting up there in age and this would require a multi-picture deal yeah which would probably not be likely and that would also mean a whole fuck ton of money because with Ben Affleck you know that he's a comic book fan he's a huge Batman fan but Denzel Washington we've got no idea so he would mostly just be doing it for the paycheck you know who could possibly do Luthor just dawn on me Lawrence Fishburne. He's already doing Perry White. Oh, fuck, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Perry White is actually Lex Luthor. Oh, God. God damn it, I'm stupid. Oh, Jesus Christ. I I don't even want to do the Superman thing. Forget it. Let's just forget it. How the fuck can I forget he played the same guy? God damn it. Oh, <laughs> okay. And the other reason I don't want it is because I don't want Green Lantern in this movie at all. Well, let me. I mean, remind me. I mean, it's just it's a Batman Superman movie, and they're already making it like it's a Justice League movie. <laughs> Which, on the other hand, could be what they're intending to do. They need it. That DC needs a movie th- well, because Marvel's kicking their ass in this regard. Yeah, but they're kind of like charging into it. They're rushing into it. Well, I would prefer, and you would prefer, I think, that they would go movie by movie. That if they're smart, they use the Flash from, I'm I'm guessing, that Canadian TV show, Arrow. 
Romero, yeah. Okay. Not Romero, it's Arrow. Where do you get Romero? I said Arrow. Okay. I said from Arrow. Okay, yeah, well, my hearing's off. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is uh, that I think they should do that. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it may be use Green Arrow instead of uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless they really want to save money and use the Green, uh, Green Lantern from the previous movie. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. They're, I don't think they're going to do that. That no. I think I yeah I think Green Lantern like that movie was a total. Fit. They may not use Hal Jordan again, but I don't think they're gonna. But I think they definitely won't use. Um. Uh. I definitely don't think they're considering that movie. They won't use Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh. But they may get around that by not even using Hal Jordan at all by using one of the other Green Lanterns like John Stewart or like um. Oh, what's his name? Kyle Rayner. Okay. Or Guy Gardner. Okay. Uh, so now we've got a little bit more. First, um, Gal Gadot, or Gal Gadot. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. But, you know, she's playing Wonder Woman. And a lot of fans have been basically shitting all over this. You know, saying like, oh, she's too skinny. She's too skinny. Uh, and she, her breasts are too small. And so... Here was her response. Okay. Breasts, anyone can buy for 9,000 shekels and everything is fine, she joked, adding, Wonder Woman's Amazonian and historically accurate Amazonian women had only one breast. So if I'd really go buy the book, it'd be problematic. And she said she's currently training for the role with her preparations including learning kung fu, kickboxing, swords, jujitsu, and Brazilian martial arts. I'll gain body mass, she promised. I have a... And this is exact. This is exactly what you and I said before when this was announced. You know, obviously she's gonna bulk up for it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember for the life of me, outside of any of the Fast Furious movies, what the fuck else was she in? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I've only seen her in uh, Fast in the Fast and the Furious. That's the only thing I've ever seen her in too. I, I'm... Yeah, <clears throat> but still, I liked her in that, and she's got a good look to her. I think she'd be she's gonna do a good job. Um, but you know, this goes down to this, this fan bullshit whining about just about anything that has to do with any movie right away. It's, it's right away. It's negative, negative, negative. And then when the movie comes out, they're all blown away. So you'd think they'd learn to just shut up for a minute and just let the girl do her thing. Because I, I mean, you and I both remember back when, uh, Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker. Oh, my God. You would have thought that somebody, the way they were going about it was the same way uh, social conservatives were going about them introducing that jar of urine with the crucifix in it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. <clears throat> you know? Everyone was like, oh, they're getting a gay cowboy to play the Joker. and Yeah. But you know what? I remember hearing the same shit when they announced Michael Keaton as Batman. And like, exactly. fuck the Beetlejuice is where Mr. Mom's going to be Batman. What the fuck is wrong with you? Absolutely, yeah. Or um, or everyone bitching about a tall Australian known for musicals cast as Wolverine. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought they, I mean, the way they're going about Wonder Woman, you would have thought they casted Jackie Chan as her. Right. And here's the thing about uh, Gadot, or Godot, however you pronounce her, her damn name. Okay. Uh, She's ex-Israeli special forces. 
Yeah, so she already knows how to kick your ass. Yeah, those guys don't fuck around. No, they don't. So no, I think, they don't. I mean, and it, other people, they're throwing around these other names who are basically just models. And I'm like, this woman's actually actually knows her shit. You know, I'll tell you. Um, she's not only ex-Israeli military. She was also Miss Israel 2004. Right, right. You know, I, I just sent you a pic. Tell me what you think. That, that I'm just trying to say that's the closest I can come up to a Wonder Woman thing with her in it. Uh, but yeah, no, you know what? Just let her do it. If you don't fucking like the movie, you know, like like if you have problems with it, like I have with Superman, Man of Steel, aka Man right. of Genocide, uh, you know, then, then rag on it after. Don't watch the goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh. You know, she's got tiny breasts. Well, so did Carrie Fisher, but nobody gives a shit. Right, yeah. You know, and look at her with the slave outfit. You still got people crooning about her, and she's about, she's as old as your grandma. <laughs> but yeah, and, you know, she's going to bulk up, which all of us said, there's so many actors who change their bodies so much over the, over the when preparing for roles. Yeah. So there's no reason why she can't do it just because she's a woman. Exactly. No, 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 no. So what else you got? Um, okay, well, speaking of um, Wonder Woman, uh, the the producer of, of Man of Steel is talking about uh, Wonder Woman's solo movie. Uh, the producer's name is Wesley Collar. And... Wait a minute. I don't understand. Oh, here, here's what he said. We're super excited to have her in the film. Oh, I know. No. Why do you t- why do they talk about Wonder Woman solo? Is that the same oh, fucking this, thing? This piece is completely wrong. What? Yeah, it was. Uh, I the headline is a little bit misleading. Like, what is she in a group porn in another one? Or I mean, I don't understand. No. Don't worry. I, I misread the headline. <laughs> I thought they were talking about they've already greenlit her as a so- for a solo Wonder Woman movie to follow. There's. There's, Batman, there's the super friends, and then there's the super friends. <laughs> um, now, about uh, the Superman success yeah. has pretty much dashed hope for um, a Shazam movie. Why is that? Uh, director Peter, Peter Seagal, who was once attached to an adaptation of DC Comics Shazam about young Billy Batson and his secret superhero life as Captain Marvel. But that project appears dead in the water thanks to Man of Steel and its planned sequel. I don't know if it's going to see the light of day anytime soon. The thing is, Shazam has always lived this tortured life going against Superman. This dates back to the 1930s because Captain Marvel had similar powers to Superman. The DC folks back then sued what was the most popular comic book on the stands at that time. Years later, they bought it and became a DC property. But as long as Superman stays hot in the marketplace, there seems like a little bit of a crossover between the two characters. After Superman Returns, it seemed like there was a moment in time where Shazam was going to see the light of day. That's when you heard those stories. Now that Superman is being invigorated and going up against Batman, I think it's difficult for DC to figure out how to launch this character in the wake of Superman's resurgence. You know, he's sort of like the middle child in this superhero family. He's going to get either shit on or the hand-me-downs. You know, he's never got any respect. 
Right, right. Very rare does he got respect. And it, it's an interesting story, and it's odd that you mention because isn't isn't his arch nemesis Black Adam? Yeah. Okay, so Black Adam, they're going out of their way. But see, even here he gets fucked. He doesn't even get to keep his own villain. <laughs> well, we don't know if that Black Adam's actually going to be in the movie. That's just a you know, rumor even if they do, I mean, think about that. You, we're not giving you a movie, and we're taking your fucking villain. <laughs> you know? That's, it's, it's like saying, we're going to anal rape you in a prison, and when we're done, we're making you clean that bathroom we do it in. <laughs> you know? And we're dating your girl and taking your car and your life savings. Oh, and you are cooking us dinner. Mm-hmm. That that's what it is. He, he I, I, from day one, I, they did a, I, um, an animated short for him. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Which is not that bad, but even there, he gets a half-assed treatment. You know how many Shazam animated specials are? No, nah, not really that many. It's the one I'm aware of. No, and, and I mean he played a he played a pretty significant role in the Young Justice cartoon, but that was about it. Yeah, but uh, seriously though. Look, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's always gotten second fiddle. He is mm-hmm. he is never. You know who he is? If he were a city, he'd be Shelbyville versus Superman Springfield. Mm-hmm. You know he 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 is the Wendy's to the Burger King or McDonald's. <laughs> Okay, or even a White Castle. He's not even a fucking Wendy's. <laughs> He's a fucking White Castle. And not even a good White Castle either. <laughs> you know? Okay, uh, one more piece of news, and this is related to The Flash, um, the upcoming series. Is he taking That's another he... Shazam character too? No, but he may, be taking another, he may be taking another character though. Cool. Uh, according to Movie Hole, The Flash's alter ego, Barry Allen, will be joined by mechanical engineer Cisco Ramon who's better known to DC Comics fans as Vibe. So this is a character who, he has the ability to generate shockwaves. Um, he was a total, like, stereotype when he was introduced back in the, I think it was like 80s or 90s. Um, but he's been reintroduced since, you know, DC relaunched their comics with the New 52. And he's been really well received now. Uh, as he's been... Wait a minute, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. When did they introduce this character? When was he introduced? It was like 80s or 90s, I think. So it, so it took DC 20 to 30 years to come up with their own half-assed version of Electro. No, no, no. He's not a... Uh, he's got sh- shockwaves, not, you know, like... What the fuck's not, uh, the difference? Not, uh, shockwaves are like earthquake-type stuff. Vibrations. Oh, okay. So then it took... No, him- DC's had... No, they've had electric-powered characters long before that. Okay, so basically it's like the shocker from Marvel. Who came up with? They came up with that character. He was, uh, his first appearance was in 1984. He was a total stereotype when he first came out. What do you mean by stereotype? Well, here's what comics artist George Perez took exception to the Vibe character. In a 1985 interview, he stated, "I have a certain bigotry towards Vibe. I sincerely say he's the one character who turned me off the JLA. If nothing else, every character that was introduced was an ethnic stereotype." What does he look like? I'm not familiar with the character. Well, there have been. I'll show you his Wikipedia page. You can see what he used to look like. Or I'll show you just image. Is he like some guy with a big afro? No, no. He was a, he's a Hispanic character. Okay. What does he have like a big sombrero or something? I mean. No, no. But he had uh he was just like a total stereotype. It was. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck does this guy look like? 
vibe the villain. <laughs> Wait a minute. Flash has already got its own good villains. I mean, he's got... He's not a villain. He's a Justice League member. No, well, who the fuck's the villain in the Flash movie? I don't know. I never what said he was me? a villain. I, this okay. is the Flash TV series. Oh, my God. They spelt those language. The way he talks. Yeah, yeah. I do not freaking believe this. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. He looks like the... He looks like Tony Montoya's brother from Scarface. Right, right. Um, but he's been changed since um, the New 52. And now he's gotten... He's been, like, basically completely overhauled now. He's He's been really well-received. A lot of people have been surprised at how, how different the character is and how much more well-received he is. Wait a minute. Did you say shockwaves like Earthquake? Yeah. Isn't that, like, a ripoff of the Richter character from X-Men? I mean, Johnny, come on. Every single character is a ripoff. There are no original superpowers anymore. I could think of an original superpower. But actually, I think he predates Richter. Okay. Still, all right, all right. So, but who's the villain in the Flash movie? It's not a movie. It's the TV show. Oh, what is it? Okay, fuck it. The fucking TV show. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, Richter came out in 1987. Uh, Vibe was 1984. Okay. Holy fuck! What is this from? Okay. Okay. So that that's it. That's all the news I got. That's all the news you got. That's okay. all the news, or at least DC related. Like, there's Marvel stuff, but. That's all we got that's DC-related. Okay. So okay. shall we start talking about um, Man of Steel? Yes, whenever you're ready. Go on. Okay. This time okay. you do the goddamn synopsis because I sucked at it last time. Uh, you, you did a pretty good job. I don't know what you're bitching about, but okay, I'll do it. Okay, so um, Man of Steel. Uh, let me bring up some stuff here. Do I, I have, have to really do this? No, no, you don't. I just want to have a reference so I can Krypton refer to Krypton blows up. Right. Okay. Yes, we know that. Superman, okay, so, America's first illegal uh, intergalactic illegal alien. Yeah. So it it opens up on Krypton, and it's their their cores become unstable because they've exploited their natural resources. Mm-hmm. Jor El is trying to plead with the the ruling council of Krypton to, you know, do what their ancestors did and expand out, go to the stars. You know. Um, and during this time, General Zod and his followers come in and stage a military coup. They kill some of the ruling council, not all of them. And they're defeated. Man, Jor-El is a badass in this. Uh, he's played by Russell Crowe. Yeah. And the whole look of Krypton, like this is this is one of the, the coolest versions of Krypton we've ever seen in live action, I think. I, I'll be honest. There's some of the movie that I like, and I agree with you. I, I like the way Krypton looked. It, it definitely looked like a desolated planet. Um, yeah. What you would imagine Earth could look like after we stripped it of all its natural resources, minus some cool dragons that mm-hmm. you get to fly around in. Yeah. Um, and they were using their own planet's core to, like you said, energize. And uh, I hate to say it, though, but the Kryptonians are fucking idiots. Right, yeah. You know? So, but I, I would like to see a movie that's just, like, set on this Krypton. I think that would be good. Because this is one of the things that uh, Snyder did really well, was building up Krypton here. Well, the only way I can see them going back to it at this point is if there's some kind of Supergirl movie. I would, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I don't know what Hollywood would come up with with this Krypton. And Which, would, there's, a, there's a reference to a potential Supergirl thing later on in the movie. Really? Where? Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, so anyway, Zod murders Dorel, but 
Jarrell and his wife, Lara, have already launched their their baby, Kal-El, out into space. Now, in Krypton, for generations, they've had um, artificial population control. Each baby that's born on Krypton is basically genetically engineered uh, to fill a certain y- yes role and in no. society. I don't want to inter- I hate to interrupt. I hate to be a complete asshole again. Okay. But can we can we just chime in here for one second? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And, and just discuss Kryptonian society. Yeah, sure. Just just for one moment here. You have a society here that had already colonized bunches of planets. I mean, a fuckload of planets. Mm-hmm. They talk about it. You learn about it in a movie. They were everywhere. They even made it to Earth. Okay. They had all this going for them. There is no need to have established the population control that they had. If they just bothered to continue with the colonization of the worlds they were already on. Okay? But they became conservative. That's basically, you know, sort of like, if you think about it, Kryptonian society was a lot like Chinese society during, um, there was a period in the 1400s when China was sending out these massive, and at the time, the most advanced ships you could think of onto the sea. They literally eclipsed anything Europe could produce in terms of size and scope. Right. Okay? And they had made it all the way around the Horn of Africa, and they were setting up these trade routes, and it helped them flourish. Then they had a conservative element in China take over, and they basically told Zhang He, that was the guy who was... Uh, I believe the, the, the captain, he was a Muslim Chinese man who was going about with these things. And they ordered him back. And keep in mind, they had developed this neat technology like these compasses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, they brought the ships back, and Chinese society decided to become insular, more conservative. And it eventually led to their downfall. And I suspect the people that made this movie... You might have used that as an example. Krypton goes from being an expansionist society with advanced technology to a tech, to a, to to having this. Let's put all our eggs in one fucking basket, which is this decimated world. Right, and right. okay, now you're telling me now we have this birth control shit, right? Now I'm all for birth control personally. Earth is really overpopulated, in my opinion. Okay, I mean the planet's fucked up. But saying that, you're going to tell me you, you're going to make it so this baby becomes a leader, which I thought was bullshit. You know, for all, for all the designated um, advancements that Krypton had in terms of technology, you create a system that was almost feudalistic, and that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, that's not fucking advanced. You know? I think that was kind of the thing. That's, that was kind of the thing is that, um, like, that's what Jor-El talks about is that we lost our way. You know, it, well, think about this too. In an odd way, Zod was right. Uh, how was he right? I mean, he, oh, grant. Or do you want to wait until we get to that? Later? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's go on. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. Um, so anyway, uh, so Kal El is the first natural birth in centuries. Mm-hmm. And so what Jor El does is he infuses Kal El's cells with the genetic codex of the entire Kryptonian race. Then General Zod murder. They send him off. General Zod murders Jor-El. His followers are captured, and they're all sent to the Phantom Zone. And he tells because Jor-El makes one of the biggest mistakes at the beginning of the movie because he says he tells Zod we had a child. He's Krypton's first natural birth, and now he's beyond your reach. 
And Zod says, I'll find him and I'm going to kill him. And sure enough, that's what he tries to do. Yeah. So Jor-El is basically responsible for Zod being sent to Earth because he, he's dumb enough to tell him where he sent the last refugee of this planet. Well, he said he sent him into space. He didn't know exactly where. Right, right. He did, he, but still, he, he told them about that of his existence. So anyway, he ends up getting into Kansas, and we see a whole lot of flashbacks here. It's Clark on the road, you know, traveling around, uh, doing different things, working different jobs, helping different people when he can. And then it flashes back to his life growing up in Smallville. Because, spoilers, Clark Kent is Kal-El from Krypton. And I have to tell you, the flashbacks, in my opinion, were way more powerful emotionally than the goddamn rest of the movie. <laughs> the part that really hit me was the part where his, where, where his father gets hit by the tornado. And he oh, knows. See, that was one of the scenes I hated the most. Why did you hate that? Well, because here's... First off, this entire movie, like, it's basically a character assassination of Jonathan Kent. Oh, shit. Like, That's been going on since 1930s, pal. I don't, well, I don't... like, in the in the comics, I mean, Jonathan Kent helps give Clark his morality. He tells him, you know, he's the one who encourages him to stand up for people and to do good in the world. But Kevin Costner's Jonathan Kent... He's always telling him, like, oh, keep your head down. You got to stay hidden. You can't, you can't do anything. You, you let people die. With good I, reason. No, no, hold on here. See, you're looking at it now the same way I, I, I'm going to be looking at it later on with Clark Kent or Superman with regards to certain things that Zod does. Mm-hmm. But put yourself in, uh, what's the hell is Pac Kent's? Jonathan. Jonathan Kent's shoes. He's got a child. They were childless. It's his job to protect the boy. And, he, and not only that, he's got to protect the boy who he fears if exposed, the world would take him. Well, you know, I mean, he doesn't know that the army could have come in and dissected him for all we know. Yeah, but still, Jonathan Kent doesn't have that kind of mentality. That's not what the character's like. I compare this to, uh, what was his name? What was it Glenn Ford's portrayal in Superman the Movie. Yeah. He's got this, he's only in one scene, but he blows away Kevin Costner's Jonathan Kent in that one scene. And that's where he tells Clark, look, you can do all these amazing things and you want to tell people. He's like, we're afraid if people found out about you, they'd come and take you away. But then a man gets older and he starts to see things in a different light. He's like, what I do know is that you're here for a reason. You never get anything like that from because he's not this, the same. This Jonathan. First off, you have to understand one thing. The Superman and the Kents of this movie are completely different people. In fact, I, I say everybody on this, except for Perry White, okay, are completely different characters than the comic book. They've completely deviated to certain. Well, that's the, that's the, and that's the problem because it's not the same characters. No, the whole movie's not the same as the rest. Right. So it, uh, that's why that's the problem. I mean, it's not it's not a good adaptation if you change every single thing about I agree. those characters. I, no, no. I agree, but you asked me why he wouldn't uh, protect it. You know, why wouldn't he tell his son, use your powers to save the fucking bus. Hey, great job, kid. You know, or, or, or some other things. And the fact of the matter is, once again, this Pa Kent, this Jonathan Kent, is a more cynical person. And the one thing he feels is that if the son ever revealed who he really is, he will lose him. I mean, maybe in a way it's selfish with Pa Kent. 
it's very selfish. And also it's it creates a su- it helps us create a Superman who's very reactive. He's not proactive. Oh, I agree there. Clark Kent doesn't make a decision of his own throughout this entire damn movie. No, he all was, his decisions yes, are made right. by other people. He, he, he's a totally reactive character. I, I agree, I, I, and he, I, you know, except for like one or two points where he decides to go to the you know, he's that preacher. You know, right, right. That's probably the one or two times. But I, but agree. even still, that's also because Zod's forcing his hand. Zod's saying, "Show yourself, or I'll start killing people." You have to admit this: this Superman, and I, 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 I hate to say this, but. He's not a smart Superman. You com- no, he's not. You com- he's not. You compare this Superman to Christopher Reeve's Superman, okay? And they're definitely completely different people. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I mean, if you don't mind us fast forward, we don't have to go through the whole plot of the movie. Okay, I mean, yeah. Everybody knows, okay, he fucking saves. I mean, he does eventually save some people on an oil ship or an oil right, derrick. Right. I, I, I'm, oh, like I those, those, that scene when he's on the... The oil rig. That's a great scene. And that's how Superman should be. Yeah. And there he was thoughtful. Yeah, there he was thoughtful. I would say, though, in the rest of the movie, like you said, said, he he is reactive. He was was reactive. But but he doesn't think, though. I mean, Christopher Reeve's Superman. Let's jump forward now to the point where Mm -hmm. he's fighting Zod, okay? Okay. Let's get to that. I mean, right before that, when he finds the ship, he's in a military installation, okay? And well, they find this, these, the Canadian Arctic, um, and he finds the ship, and he gets in there, blah, 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 and he learns of his fa- true nature, right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, I have one issue with that scene, and that is Lois Lane finding that cave, Climbing, if you look at that scene, a friend of mine who does a lot of climbing says, there's no goddamn way if that's what the was with climbing, could a person with that low experience have been able to make a climb like that? Right. Okay, there's no way. So that's bullshit number one right there. All right, now, here you are, you find an alien spaceship. You get in there, and you're taking pictures and you are you find Kal-El, right? Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you would do? Take a picture. You, did she do that? What wasn't she injured first? She was it, no, no. First she she's following him. She goes into the place and she well, she does take a picture, and then uh-huh. that robot thing with the tentacles appears. Right and, right. and you look at this thing, and you say hello. Do you become, you know, I mean, this is the first time you've seen one of these things. Right, right. All right? You don't know if this thing was the inhabitant of the spaceship, what it was, but I'm just saying, well, what the fuck it was. You know, the first thing you don't do is take a goddamn picture of it with a big flashing bulb. You don't know what it's Mm going to react to that. Right, right. You know, so, I mean, but you're right. He's not a smart Superman. No. So he finds the ship and... Which, by the way, like, do we ever find out how he's able to... Like, we know in the first... In the in Superman the movie, it's because that crystal's kind of like... He senses something from that. But we never get any sort of indication of what's drawing him north. Yeah, how does he find the Man fucking Steel. thing? I have no idea, yeah. There's, like, no indication of how he's drawn forward to that. But anyway, so he, he goes there, and 
he finds out that it's a Kryptonian spaceship, one of these hundreds of scout ships or thousands of scout ships that was sent out during Krypton's Age of Expansion. Um, and here's where the Supergirl connection comes in, because I think one of the space pods there was empty. Doesn't he find a body, though? That- he finds a body in one pod, but then there's another pod that's empty. I don't know, man, because the way they wrote that storyline, I wouldn't be – you would think that Supergirl would have showed up then or something because they're, they're not exactly – the Kryptonians right, are right, not right. the most smartest. In fact, the Kryptonians are all reactionary, every one of them. Yeah, yeah. Even Jor- Jor-El was reactionary. I right. mean here's a man who knew in advance his planet was fucked. He had every chance to leave the planet with some people. Okay, right. even if he could, I, I find it hard to believe Jorel could not find other like-minded people and get off that fucking dump of a planet. Well, it, and his his whole reasoning for he they, he did say why, but his whole reasoning is kind of stupid. He's like, well, because we were a product of Krypton's old society. Who cares? Exactly, exactly. You know? That whole thing made no sense to me. I'm like, no, that that doesn't really make sense. I mean, you were clearly forward thinking enough to know that stuff has to change right look at when those pilgrims left on the mayflower you know they were from a different society too but you know same thing your relatives come from a different country let's just say and yeah and in some way clark is still a product of that society because his parents were um were were artificially created not yet not only that you know i'm just one question for you if he Mm -hmm. does not believe that they should be selected or that they shouldn't be exalted, right? Right. So why does he give him the codex? That's what I... Yeah, that that doesn't make much sense to me either. It's kind of like, what, what's he going to do with the damn codex Right, now? and on top of that, he kind of betrays his own ideology when, they, when Jor-El tells his wife they're going to worship him as a god. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you, here you're preaching essentially... That we need to bring down this 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 hierarchical system, and you're ready mm-hmm. to send your kid out someplace where he's going to be the biggest fucking fish in the littlest fucking pond. <laughs> you know, you're a hypocrite, Jarrell. This I how the uh, Jonathan Kent's got more credibility than him. So so yeah, he tells the whole origin story, and you know this is this is kind of the problem is that everybody knows Superman's damn origin story. Yeah. My grandmother knows Superman's origin story. We don't really need to see it again. But here we are, sitting through it again. I, I don't mind. Because, like you said, they did a, they did a good interpretation of it. Because up until then, the only vision of Krypton I had was the cool-looking half-planet. You know, from the first movie. I just think, I think they overall, they spend just too much time on the origin story here. Well, all right. Well, I mean, I don't know where you begin with a Superman story without... Because this was an attempt to reboot the series, wasn't it? Yeah, but you can reboot the series with that. Well, like, look at Incredible Hulk. It was a reboot, but it didn't redo the origin. You get, like, a, a few second clips of the origin, and that's it. That's all you need. Well, I, I think they're sticking with a formula they know. And that, I know, I know. know. But it, it's kind of like that whole—it's the product, though. It's like the, the whole superhero origin story. So they waste half the movie on the origin story instead of giving us something different. Yeah. And then they try to twist the origin in order to make it look like it's something new. Wow. So I, I got – like that's one of the issues I have with this movie, one of many issues I have with this movie. So then uh, 
you know, Lois comes in, she gets injured, and Clark, uh, Clark saves her life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then he takes her back, and then he goes back to the fortress, and he starts doing this, um, you know, he puts on the costume, he starts learning how to fly, and then he runs back to uh, Smallville. I like, I, I like how when they show his costume, and he first gets it, it's shiny and blue. Yeah, yeah. Which... None of the other people's costumes are blue. You notice right. that it's all like gunmetal gray. Yeah, yeah. And Krypton. Which I have to ask, for an advanced civilization, why the hell do you have to walk around with symbols on your chest? I mean, is it like a fashion statement? Hey, I'm going to walk around with the peace sign on my fucking I mean, It's a family crest. How could you have a family when it's, you're, you come from a – it's not a real family. You're all a test tube, and you're assigned to different people. There's, you know, yeah, but they still have. I don't. I don't know. But the family crest thing has long been established in Superman mythology. All right, go on, go on. Okay, I, I like the family crest thing because I think it works good for uh, Superman Shield to actually have the double meaning of being a Kryptonian symbol. So anyway, um, this scene here when he's flying and he's learning how to fly, and Jorel gives him that speech about how. They will run behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. Like that whole thing. That was very Superman the Vo- Superman the movie. Very very Brando esque type of speech he was given there. And if the whole damn movie was like that, I think we could have gotten something really special out of Zack Snyder for this movie because it shows that Snyder can do this kind of hopeful Superman movie, this kind of bright Superman movie. Because he shows it in scenes like this and scenes on the oil rig. But then he wants to – but then I don't know if it's him or if it's Nolan or Goyer or or Warner Brothers. But they forced them to drag Superman back into the mud. Were you looking for an altruistic messiah essentially in a red cape? I was looking for a Superman movie and this isn't a Superman movie. No, it's not. A, it's it's <laughs> You know, in an odd way. When Zod does find him, and it is another thing, too. They said they were, how did they get out of the Phantom Zone? It was um, when Krypton exploded. Somehow they that released them. I don't know how it worked, but yeah. You know, I, I don't know. How, wouldn't it release every other criminal that thing, that octopus spaceship also uh, fucking uh, put people in? Because you got to figure... Well, they sought out. Um, well, what they were doing, they were seeking out after they were freed. They were seeking out other worlds that Krypton inhabited. So, while Clark was growing up in Smallville, Zod, like as soon as Krypton blew up, Zod and his crew were freed from the Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. So, in all that time, that thirty years when Clark was in Smallville growing up, Zod and his followers were going around to different worlds that Krypton had long co- had colonized years ago, and so they were kind of scavenging this technology. So that's how they got stuff like the world engine. No, that I got. Here's my question to you. I noted Zod ages, because you see how he looked in the beginning of the movie, and right, right. Then he's got a more of a grayish goatee. Mm-hmm. But nobody else fucking aged on his ship or his crew. No, not really. No, nobody did. He had a young female who's with him. Mm-hmm. She doesn't age. She'd technically be like, I mean, she looked like she's in her 20s when she gets, you know, encased in that prison thing. Right. And, and when, they, when she's fighting the U.S. Army in Smallville, she still looks like she's in her 20s. She should look like in her 50s 
yeah, it yeah. only Zod ages apparently. Nobody else. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Lois goes back to Metropolis and she starts investigating this mystery guy who saved her. And she eventually tracks him down. She finds out he's Clark Kent. I'm not totally sold on Lois knowing who he is right off the bat. But at the same time, I can live with it, too. Oh, I, that part I liked. I'll be honest. I'm glad she did it because it always irritated the shit out of me how she's been with Superman so many times. Of, don't give me this fuzzy bullshit photo thing, okay? But um, she's been with Superman so many times, Clark Kent, so many times that she couldn't figure out the two were the same goddamn person. That always irritated the crap out of me. You got to watch Superman the movie again because Christopher Reeve silences those in like one scene. Because, like, he completely, like, transforms. Like, that's the whole thing. Superman is an, uh, is, is basically an incredible actor, and that's how he's able to pull this off. I'm talking about... I'm not Christopher Reeve version. I'm talking about Superman in general. Okay, when you include the comic books. Well, that's an explanation, then. Because that's the explanation in the comics, too. He, he has two completely different demeanors, so people don't think that unassuming Clark Kent could really be Superman. But... How many times has Superman saved Lois Lane where they're literally holding each other and they're like almost like face to face there and she doesn't pick up, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> I mean, in the past, what, 60 years, not once, not once, she could have pegged two and two together. No, I'm happy that she realizes, okay, you know, this guy not working in my office building. It, it, well, he's not working there yet. She tracks him down way before all that happens. No, I know that. I know that. She finds a mother and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, but I still say that it's great that she, she, uh, forgive me, forgive me there. Uh, it's, it's great that she knows because it always yeah. like, like, irritates the shit out of me. Now the question is, what does she do with it? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice twist. I will get like, I'm not completely sold on it, but I'm, I'm okay with it. It's a, it's an interesting twist. But anyway. This is when we get the story of how Jonathan died. And this is where the movie really starts to lose me in a big way. Okay. The whole thing about Jonathan Kent dying, it's supposed to humanize Superman. It's supposed to make him realize that there are some things that even with all his powers, he can't stop. He can't save everybody. Mm -hmm. That was the, the great scene in Superman the movie where he's, you know, he's, with, he's with his father and he's racing him. And then his father drops dead of a heart attack. And then they're standing at the at the funeral, and Clark says, you know, all these things I can do, all these powers, and I couldn't even save him. That's a very moving scene. I agree with you. Yeah, there. and it's it's totally humanizing. But this time, he clearly can save him, but he doesn't because his father tells him no. And again, we see Superman being a reactive character. He does what other people tell him to do. He doesn't think for himself. Well, once again, what if he had saved his father? What do you think is is uh, Jonathan Kent's worry at that point? He can move at super speed. With there's other witnesses there. Yeah, and within a flash, the tornado passes over Jonathan. He's gone. He just disappears. He could have moved there in super speed with the tornado and all the chaos. We don't. They were far from the tornado. They weren't standing like right in front of him. Clark could see Jonathan because he was far enough away and he could use his vision. Nobody else could really have seen him. So what you're saying so have easily so, zipped so, over so there. So what you're saying is this isn't more of a character development like the heart attack and the funeral scene, but the tornado is more like a MacGuffin device. 
It's totally a MacGuffin device. It's a total bullshit scene. All right. Well, I, 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 I and part of me thinks that he couldn't do it because he want you know once again I in an odd way you want to save your dad because that's the only person you know is your dad. All right. Right. At the same time, if you saved him, part of him he's got to think that I'll be exposed and everything. The whole thing would have been for nothing. And then it makes Superman look like a coward. No way, in no way does this scene make Superman look like Superman. He's either A, not thinking for himself, or B, he's a coward. Yeah, maybe a little from column A and a little from column B. I mean, there's nothing There's nothing noble about this. There's nothing Superman-esque in this at all. So the MacGuffin tornado is basically what it is. It's bullshit uh, is what okay, it is. Okay, okay. So, I mean, but, uh, you know, maybe Chris, Kevin, let me say this. Kevin Costner was definitely better in this than he was in Waterworld. Well, that, that's not really saying much. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, you know, what, what can I say? So, yeah. So, anyway, Zod and the Kryptonians come to Earth. And, again, we get Superman being reactive. He only comes out in his costume once once someone tells him to. Until then, he's go- he's fine going right back into hiding. He doesn't save anybody's lives or nothing. No, no. You know, he fights his powers, and meanwhile, there's people getting robbed, cars going off of bridges. As soon as he finds out who he is, he stops saving people. As yeah. soon as he puts on the damn costume, he stops saving people. He's a dick, is what you're saying. He's a, <laughs> he's a complete dick. But, you know, the Zod appearing, uh, the, the Zod, uh, Zod appearing... And he takes over all the television screens. Yeah. Even cell phones. And you don't really see his face much. Right. But he speaks perfect English. Yeah, yeah. For an alien. He knew immediately. Well, maybe the computers did that. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that, too. Like, how did they learn English that fast? But anyway. Well, they did have 30-some years, so. Well, yeah. like I, Well, even so, I'm pretty sure there's some Kryptonian method. or Right, right, right. Who the fuck knows, right? Zod shows up, and I kind of like the fact that he couldn't get acclimated to our atmosphere that fast. Now, you can... You See, can... Yeah, here's the thing that's kind of weird is this. You know, Superman, he goes to the government, and he surrenders. And this is a great scene here. Yeah. Where he's in the interrogation room with Lois, and everyone else is in the room uh, behind him, and they're watching. And he knows everything that's going on in the room. He's like, I can hear you guys. I can see you through the glass. And he's like, you're Dr. Hamilton. I can see your name your name on your badge, and I can see that you've got, uh, you know, something in your pocket and all this kind of stuff. And then they're trying to talk, then they're trying to, like, be threatening to him and try and, like, you know, teach, put him in his place, and he just gets up and he snaps the handcuffs. Yeah, like, they, what were they thinking? I mean, the guy flew there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to figure, put one and one together. The fucking, unless the handcuffs are made out of kryptonite, they ain't gonna do shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and and he offers a deal, and they're like, I don't know, we don't trust you. Those fucking tights, who knows? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I did like who they got to play uh, Emil Hamilton, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was he was a good actor. Yeah. Um. Oh god, what was his name? Uh, Richard Schiff from yeah. the West Wing. Yeah. That was a great choice, and oh. then they fucking kill the guy off. Oh. I, 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 I saw him and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, Josiah Bartlett's the president. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Holy, f- when does the other characters show up? You know? Because I, I love him as a guy. Because I, I go, like, holy fuck, they forgave me. Because, you know, at the end of the West Wing series, his character goes to jail. Right, right, right. 
you know, for exposing the fact that we've got a military space shuttle. I don't think we really do, <laughs> but I'm just saying. And so that's the last. This thing was here. the space shuttle. This was the military space shuttle. The yeah. Kryptonian ship. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's why Superman sends him to jail. Yeah, sends him to jail. <laughs> you know. But hey, what are you going to do, um, right? Total waste of a great character there because they just kill him off at the end of the movie. When I would have loved to see him come back. Well, you know, they kept the guy from the Dollhouse series, though. The the, the general. I, I, I only saw like a few episodes of Dollhouse. Okay, well, he's in that. He, yeah. I won't reveal so, um, anything. Okay. So then they go to Zod's ship. He surrenders to them. And and this was kind of an interesting take because it kind of works with uh, like how Kryptonian environment is somewhat toxic to him because he's been away from Krypton for so long. Yeah. And he's become acclimated to Earth's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That works really well with kryptonite. So, like, there's no actual kryptonite in this in this movie as far as, like, the rocks, but the whole environment of Krypton is basically kryptonite, basically. He's not used to it yet. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of, you know what, though? I'm sorry. I, I get it at first. I do. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And I like how Zod had kind of be in that suit as well. Otherwise, he had to concentrate. At the same time, if something as simple as a fucking different atmosphere is going to take down the Man of Steel, he ain't really much of the Man of Steel then. You know, we're talking a guy who can inhale the sun practically and mm-hmm. fart it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, atmosphere fucks him over. So Zod basically takes him hostage and tries to figure out where the Codex is by going into his mind. And meanwhile, Lois uses the ship key, the Kryptonian key that Superman slipped her before he was taken away. And she puts it in the ship, and this brings – this is one of the worst scenes because now we have uh, Ghost Dad coming in and saving the day. Yeah, what, what are the odds of the very thing she needs is in the fucking jail cell? No, no, he get, Superman gave it to her. No, 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 no. I know that part. Oh, that. But that, they throw oh, yeah, him the and slot, they throw yeah. her in the ship's brig, right? I mean, it wasn't like the supply closet or something. Yeah. Why but would it, you have a control key slot in a in a brig? Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> that never made any sense to me. Oh, like, it's my. one thing if she sees it as she's being dragged to the cell and then she slips it in. Yeah. But once she's in the cell, yeah. And so then you've got Jor-El basically telling her, go left, go right, do this, do that. And he's taking control of the ship's defenses and everything. And it's Ghost Dad saving the day. <laughs> Again, Superman is reactive. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, what are the odds? It's, it's like, for example, you went into the county jail and there happened to be a computer terminal with all the secrets of the co- of the country right there. You're, uh, you know, right. availability. I'm like, what the fuck is this? They find out where his mom is, and they decide they're going to go after her because she probably knows where his ship is, and they, prob- they could probably find the codex in there. So they go down to Earth, and here is the first part of Superman being a total dumbass. Not the first part, but this is one of the biggest ones. Mm. He takes Zod from a farm out in the middle of nowhere and takes him where? Metropolis. No, not Metropolis. He takes him into the center of Smallville and chucks him into a gas station. He takes him from yeah. an unpopulated area into a populated area, putting everybody at risk. And then he just stands there, he's ready to face off with them right there instead of take instead of flying off again somewhere. But see, else. here once again, this is not the Superman everyone is familiar with. This is more like 
idiot Superman, reactive. Exactly. He's almost that, like Bizarro Superman because he is. You know, he is Bizarro. He Superman. is because every every Superman I've ever known, comic book, cartoon, Christopher Reeve, fuck even George Reeves. Okay, mm-hmm. they would make sure. They would take the fight away from a population center. This is why it drove me nuts when they were fighting in Metropolis. You know, you would think a man who could fly into space fighting against another person that could fly, right? That they would take Mm. this somewhere else. And not only that, the U.S. Army is an idiot, too, for fighting them. You would think that, okay, we're fighting people who are resistance to bullets and small rockets that you would not Mm -hmm. bring your armaments or warthog planes into a populated area. You know, let's lure them away. Let's talk to super, not once, not once of those general, that general from the dollhouse show talk to super and say, Hey, listen, get them over here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, now in, in Superman, everyone thought I gotta be, get these people out of harm's way. That was. And then Zod's an idiot, too, because after the fight in Smallville, he goes back to his ship and he's like, release the world engine. We have to terraform Earth to make it like Krypton. But then you're going to lose all these powers you just found out you have on Earth. Here's the thing. Zod was an idiot for picking (laughs) Earth for terraforming. You had the whole galaxy you could have picked from. All you had to do was... If, if, seriously, if he wasn't a dumb fuck that way, where he was thrashing Metropolis, he could have probably sneaked along, grabbed Superman's spaceship, take the goddamn thing with him, gone to Mars and terraformed that for a second. But the Codex isn't in Superman's ship. That's what he finds out. Yeah, but he didn't know that at the time. They found out after, once he got back to the ship, they found out, the, his scientist said it's in his genes. Okay. So, so that's when he decides to release the world okay. engine. So... By genes, that means all they needed was a blood sample from him. Right. Okay? They got a blood sample from him. They did. In the movie, he gets a, they got a, that's how they found out it was in the genes. They got a blood sample. Right. He said he needed more, though. Well. they All they did was, it was just scans, I think. It wasn't an actual blood sample. It was scans that revealed. No, it. no. They took blood from the guy. Was a, it was okay. Like a, well, maybe it wasn't enough. Maybe well, they Well, even need, so, maybe, let's just say you don't have still, enough, yeah. right? If you're playing the long game on this thing, you'd still take the ship. At least yeah. make sure that the last hatchery ever for Krypton was safe. No. And they don't have a they don't have a way to send you back into the Phantom. And they don't have a way to send you exactly. Thank you. No. Well, it would be as if you were Noah on Noah's Ark, and you decided, you know what? I'm fucking bored. We're drilling holes in this puppy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, or, or, you know what, let's go towards the eye of the storm, you know, or, or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. Or you were the fleet from Galactica. Okay, Battlestar Galactica. There are you know, just so many, there are just so many stupid people in this movie doing so many stupid okay. things. And, and on top of that, a spaceship appears over your city. You get the fuck out of town. Right, yeah. You don't wait until a little beam starts coming up, because I'll tell you right now. The problem with Metropolis, and I think the problem with Gotham City, is if you're an insurance adjuster, you are an alcoholic. (laughs) Okay? No question in my mind. There is no fucking way you're going to be able to write an estimate after all this shit. Even with the Gotham City crap, how do you write an estimate after that? You can't. 
all state would leave that town, okay, or stay farm. Forget it. How do you insure against aliens? Mm-hmm. Okay, thing appears over you. Yeah, get out. Let take here. Take take the cue from those people in the beginning of Independence Day. In the beginning of Independence Day, what did most people, a lot of people do? That big spaceship appear about L.A. Uh, Will Smith is getting his paper with a cup of coffee in his hand. He's looking at his neighbors and wondering, why are they putting their, their suitcases in the car and getting out? And yeah. then he sees, why? There's a big fucking spaceship overhead. Yeah. Well, this is the same thing. If you know movies, even if uh, let me tell you, if a spaceship appear out of, uh, above Chicago, I'm the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not taking any chance. They exactly. could give us the cure for cancer. I don't know that. You can find out about it later through the internet. Yeah, I'll find out afterwards. That's fine. <laughs> if they're here for peaceful means, hey, great. But until then, they're coming to eat us. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't give a shit. So you got the Zod ship overhead, and he's already told you, if you don't give us Superman, we're going to beat the shit out of you like you owe him money, okay? <laughs> and god damn it, that should have been your first clue. Get the fuck out of town. Because yeah. imagine if you're some schnook living in an apartment building in the middle of Metropolis. You never even heard of Kal-El prior yeah. to that day. Oh, God, I hope they find this guy. I think I'll stay behind and watch more football. No, you're out of there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But they didn't show that. And then we get the big fight in Metropolis, the big showdown uh, between Superman and Zod after they've managed to send everybody out else back to the Phantom Zone. And this is just... You know what? I'm glad uh, you brought that up because I talked to a physicist, physicist friend of mine. Uh-huh. And he told me... How they destroyed that spaceship was through a black hole, a microscopic black hole, right? Right. Now, really, 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 really tiny black holes collapse in on themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But and that's what they say with the Large Hadron Collider out in Switzerland, right? Mm-hmm. They create these tiny black holes and shit like that. But the reason they collapse because they don't feed on anything. Oh, okay. Well, in this scene, you have a black hole feeding on shit. <laughs> And not only that, an energy source. God damn it, you know. You're telling you so now you have superheroes beating the shit out of each other, using buildings as battering rams on each other, like it's fucking American Gladiator. Mm-hmm. You've got a black hole now in the middle of town. You have no clue whether that fucking thing is gonna yeah. end after it sucks in the spaceship. And Superman apparently forgets he's in the middle of one of the biggest cities on the face of the planet because he doesn't save anybody. No, that's right. The first shockwave hits the city. Already 10,000 people have to be dead, Perry. I'm sorry. You're bringing down buildings. And by the way, when they got out out of the Daily Planet and they're running away from it, doesn't it show that building collapsing afterwards? Yeah, definitely. How the hell are they back to work the next day? (laughs) <laughs> like nothing happened I could have sworn Okay Perry's like We're getting the fuck out of here Right So everybody gets a collective Big Mac attack Leaves the place You know And you see the building Coming down Unless I'm mm. wrong here But unless I'm sorry building, Yeah You know But the whole place Looks like a scene From the Akira anime At this point Yeah Okay You're not going back to work Hey You know At the end of the movie You see Yeah you see Metropolis In the aftermath of this battle It's leveled Yeah It's completely fucking leveled You think Godzilla went through that fucking place 
Jesus. Yeah. And I will defend Superman Returns because of this. When the city was in danger, when the earthquake hit and, you know, there was a gas main exploding, all this kind of stuff. What was Superman doing? He didn't keep on flying towards Lex Luthor and the source of it. He went back to the city to save people and to yeah. contain the damage as much as he could. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what Superman does. He saves people, but you wouldn't know that from this damn movie. This son of a bitch didn't even spin the world backwards, you know? <laughs> you would think, you know, I mean, nothing. He literally, he killed, as far as I'm concerned, he killed just as many people as Zod did. Oh, yeah, definitely. You punch a guy through a building. How do you know there wasn't somebody taking a shit in a toilet where Zod went through? Now that guy is falling 50 feet. You're not going to go get him. And, you know, the one argument I hear all the time from people defending this is like, well, they evacuated the city. No, they didn't. You can't evacuate a city that fucking fast. No, no. They analyze, like, how long it would take to evacuate a city the size of New York, which is basically what Metropolis is. Yeah. It's impossible to evacuate it completely. And they don't know how long it would take. No, no, no. He was very careless. Just like he yeah. was in Smallville. I mean, right. he completely destroyed that town. Yeah, I mean, you would think this was like Superman edition of Angry Birds. Okay? Mm. And he was flinging these assholes at some structures. I'm t No, no, no. And I got to tell you another really side edition. I wondered, did I have pay to get this movie developed? Because they sure got a lot of fucking <laughs> screen time. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, well, he really hates the IHOP because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, we're going to take their money, but we're really going to fuck him over. You know, so, yeah, okay, I'm a, he's a manager at IHOP. Okay, I could have seen what they paid for that with a reporter, Lois Lane, who I have to add, I don't like this Lois Lane. Really? I'll tell you why. I think okay, she's so ahead. full of it. She's arrogant. Really? She's so full of herself. Okay, whereas the one in the original... But that's Super Lois Lane. Yeah, but That's Lois Lane. She is arrogant and full of herself. Yeah, but the original one still had doubts. Watch Which one? You mean no. You mean Margot Kidder? Yeah. She still had doubts. Okay, not just about... She had doubts about her work. I mean, I... Read, like when? She wasn't that cocky as this one. This one is... Oh, she was. I, oh, she was definitely cocksure. I don't know. I don't remember her being that cocksure. She was so cocksure, she did, she always thought her terrible spelling was correct. I got to rewatch that. You're probably right, but I don't remember Margot Kidder's Lois Lane being as arrogant as this one. Oh, she was definitely arrogant. Oh, all right. You probably watch it more than I do. I just don't remember. I just don't remember. But regardless, I think I have, I think may have got, they probably saw this and were like, <laughs> what the fuck? I thought we were just going to do this thing where she shows up, interviews a manager, and they get to show a Grand Slam breakfast, which they did. Mm -hmm. You get to see a... Two Denny's plates, a moon over my hammy, and a fucking uh, Grand Slam breakfast. But then, ten minutes later, the restaurant turned to shit. You know? Does Denny's own IHOP? Or not Denny's. I'm sorry. What would I got an IHOP? You know, <laughs> you know some pancake deal or something, okay? <laughs> I, I go to Denny's a lot. I'm sorry, because it's one Denny's over my house. Okay? But you know what I mean, right? I know, I know. You know yeah, I mean, yeah. they completely fuck up the IHOP. <laughs> you know, I mean, and the Shell gas station, you know, and by the way, that and a Wayne Enterprises satellite, a Wayne Enterprises satellite, 
And, and uh, there's something with uh, LexCorp that gets blown that up, mean, too. Now you know that Lex Luthor's going to show up. It's like, ha-ha, yeah. you know, he's around, he's making money, he's ready to fuck you over, you know? And, and But the thing is, you know, they filmed the whole Smallville in Plano, Illinois. Oh, really? I didn't know Yeah, that. that's filmed in Illinois. It's supposed to be ta- Kansas, but it's mm-hmm. Illinois. Whereas I, well, you know, when you get out into rural Illinois and rural Kansas, it pretty much all looks the fucking same. It does. It does. You leave Cook County in Illinois, man, it's like you're in the deep south. It's like children of the corn all the way from <laughs> the edges of Cook County to the edges of L.A. It's it's spooky. It's spooky. <laughs> but you're right. He's an irresponsible superhero. Okay. Yeah. And where the fuck are the other ones? If they're going to be doing all this tag teaming shit, aren't there other superheroes in Metropolis? No. Not at this point, anyway. Oh, okay. Still, man, I'm sorry. A, a, a really quick question. Okay. Uh, something to clarify with me here. Zod's lieutenant, that female, she Feora. was yeah, she was eventually killed, right? By a missile. No, she was taken in the Phantom Zone, I think. No, he was hold, somebody was holding her where she right, stopped. the general. I, I mean, and that was when they when they got sucked back into the black hole, I think. No, no, no. She I don't went, remember. I got one of these female Zod people is down there fighting soldiers. Okay, and then mm-hmm. she eventually gets. There's a scene where her and the guy from one of the Law and Order movies programs who plays a lieutenant. Right. They get into a knife fight of all things. You know. I'm pretty sure that was on the ship. No, it was not on the ship. I could have sworn it was on the. I'd have to see it again because I can't. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was on the ship though. You know, I could have, well, anyways, irregardless, you have a black hole, you have Superman being an irresponsible superhero, but, you know, he's not even a real superhero, he's like, I'm going to fuck things up because you pissed me off, you know. The final insult to injury, Superman kills Zod. Yeah, you mean you couldn't have done that 28 minutes ago, or I should say, you couldn't have done that... A million deaths ago, or 150,000 deaths ago. Because you have to figure, the casualty rate in, in Metropolis, downtown Metropolis is fucked. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's like taking out Times Square, Wall Street, or most of Manhattan at that point. Yeah, yeah. Okay? How do you, how does that town come back from that? You know, Plus, it's, it's Superman. He's not supposed to be killing anybody. There you go. Well, he's never killed anybody before, has he? Well, he had, there have been times in the comics where he has killed, but usually when it's been done, it's been either a poorly written story or it has been, like, absolutely no other choice type of thing. Well, I've just... But this time, like, we don't... If Look, if you wanted to have Superman killing Zod, I can understand it, because Zod's whole thing about how I'll never stop, I'll never stop. But show Superman struggling with that decision. Show him struggling to save people, like... Instead of having them just keep punching each other 50,000 times it, to the point where it just kind of drags on and you get kind of bored with it, have Zod not flying directly at Superman, but instead flying towards civilians, chucking them into the air or whatever, and then have yeah. Superman having to go and save them. Because as it stands, plus Zod even said, you have to kill me. Even in killing Zod, Superman doesn't make a damn decision on his own. You know, this reminds me of a scene... There's a video game called Injustice yeah, yeah. Gods Among Us. With DC, and there's a fight scene in there. 
where cars are driving by and somebody picks them up. And I think mm. it's Superman, I think, of all people. And he hurls yeah. them at people. I mean, I'm like, wait a minute. You just took cars with people in and you're flinging them at people. Well, that's supposed to be like a Superman who's gone uh, to the extreme, I think. Well, what I'm getting at is this is the same situation. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't give – here's another thing. kal could have easily said, okay, fine. I'm not going to wrestle you. I'm going to get in front of this family instead and take the fucking uh, – you, know. you can, Or you know, you've got him in a headlock. You can fly. Yes. Which Just is, fucking take him out of there. Chuck which, him into space and exactly. then follow him. Take him somewhere secluded. Yeah, exactly. But now we reach another thing too prior to that. Okay. Mm. Why does Zod finally go not that he wasn't crazy before, but really ape shit? Because Cal Al committed, in my opinion, an act of genocide. Okay. Outside of the massive casualties that he already inflicted on, on Metropolis, okay? Now, it's at this point I don't believe that Zod should have done the whole Let's destroy Earth so we can make a metropolis. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. That was wrong. Still, the premise, the whole idea of let's restore Krypton, that idea, maybe not on Earth, though. Okay? Right, right. At least restore the race is a noble endeavor. Mm-hmm. And Superman takes a complete shit on that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because he says Krypton had its chance. Well, who the fuck is Superman to say that? Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he's actually committing the very thing that his father was against. And, and and here you had a ship with a birthing machine. It's not like there was dead babies in those things. Mm-hmm. That thing was ready to go. It had babies. It showed it. It mm-hmm. showed that they were like in some stasis or something, right? He completely destroys it. He literally wiped out an entire generation or population of Kryptonians by destroying that ship. That's genocide. Yeah, yeah. That's the unless there's another ship with other Kryptonians, which really Superman didn't think there were. He wanted to get rid of the last of the Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not like he could have convinced some of them in Zod's army to, hey, you know what? You're the last of us here. Why don't we eat something up? No, fuck that. They go into a black hole. We break Zod's neck, and oh yes. We have a hatchery with the last known Kryptonian children. Fuck you. We're killing him. And here's another example of this Superman being much dumber than Christopher Reeve's Superman. Because in Superman 2, Superman knew he couldn't defeat the Kryptonians in a straight-up battle. Yeah. So how does he defeat them? He tricks them. Yes. Into, into losing their powers. Yes. And I don't care what anybody says. Everyone's like, oh, well, Superman killed Zod in, in Superman 2. No, he didn't. We never see his body. He's not dead. Isn't there an edited scene or a cutout scene that shows the police taking them away? Yeah, yeah. Even if he kills Zod, okay, let's assume for a moment he does, right? The fact of the matter is he didn't destroy Midtown Metropolis to do so. No, in fact, he specifically flew away because he saw what Zod and his people were doing. Hey, wait a minute. I got another question for you. Mm-hmm. By destroying that ship, didn't he just destroy his Fortress of Solitude? Because there was no other Fortress of Solitude. It was just that ship. No, no, no. He didn't because that ship was the one he came in. The Fortress ship was one of the ones that Krypton sent out during its colonization. Well, I know. That's the one he destroyed though, right? No, 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 no. That was Zod's ship he destroyed. No. Hold on here. 
There's a ship with embryos in them. That was Zod's. That was Zod's ship. No, that was not Zod's ship. That was the ship that he took from the Arctic that Zod later hijacked. Zod hijacked that ship. That was not part of Zod's original ship. That was the ship that Superman found in the Arctic. Then yeah, I guess he did destroy the fortress. Okay, and it's but wait, fu- then he then later he shows. There is no later. Yeah, because he talks about how I know you're trying to find where I hi- hang my cape, and I thought they were referring to the fortress. We, I, 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 I could have sworn that he destroys the ship that he found because that's what causes Zod to finally lose it all. Mm-hmm. Because the babies are dead, and there's no way of bringing them back. I mean, the ship's fucked. I mean, he uses his eye powers, his lasers. Heat ray vision to fucking slice the ship open in half. Or I don't know if it's in half, but he 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 destroys the ship because right. otherwise, why would Zod finally go completely like give that speech? You destroyed my soul. I'm gonna kill you or something like that. You know? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess he did destroy his fortress. You know? So I mean, he's got no fortress. His fortress of solitude is that fucked up house's mother living in with the truck <laughs> on the roof, which the dog managed to avoid getting killed. Or at least I don't, we don't see the dog. Who the knows? dog's the one thing who avoids getting killed in this <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, the dog's safe. Everybody else is fucked, but the dog is safe. <laughs> and, you know, that's another thing. What about in India, too? There was two parts of that ship. Yeah, yeah, the world engine. That thing got destroyed, and nobody cares about it, maybe like 20 million Indians underneath die or something. And then he ends up flying to Metropolis just at the moment when Lois needs saving. Yeah, a lot of coincidence. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, by the way, was that annoying middle-aged guy, Jimmy Olsen? No, that was uh, Steve Lombard. What happened to Jimmy Olsen? He wasn't in the movie. Oh, that's bullshit, too. Yeah, I know. You know, you gotta have Jimmy Olsen. Now, knowing the way these people made this movie, Jimmy Olsen probably runs a, you know, a snuff film theater somewhere in, you know, <laughs> uptown uh we well, you know it was it was first assumed that the intern Jenny was you know was supposed to be Jimmy like Jimmy Olsen just they changed it to a female character instead of a male character J M M I no Jenny J E N N Y oh Jenny Olsen okay well yeah, yeah it was supposed to be they thought it was supposed to be Jenny Olsen because her character's name was Jenny yeah uh, but it turned out to be just a rumor because the filmmaker said no that's not supposed to be you know Jimmy Olsen that Jimmy just wasn't in this movie he probably was killed. He was the white copy boy who said, Oh, worry, I'll get out. Don't worry, you guys go for crunch. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm sorry. I I just, you know, I would hound him down and say, Get the fuck out of my planet. Yeah. You you were irresponsible in in this fight. And there's no guilt. There's no goddamn guilt on Superman. No, not at all. At all, after all. He goes, Hey, mom, are you okay? There's no scenes of him, like, helping to rebuild Metropolis. Nothing. Nothing. It's just him. He goes back to the farm. And and, And he's just lounging around destroying uh, military drones. Yeah. And and then, oh, he shows up to work. He shows up to get a job at the the paper of a building that collapsed. (laughs) So I have no clue. Maybe they're using an alternate building, but it doesn't seem so. And frankly, what, what is a timeline afterwards? Do we know? Like We don't know. Like, it's not okay. said. You know, I mean, because it makes it, Let me tell you something. We lost 3,000 people on 9-11 in 2001, and we have a memorial like you don't believe for that. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, deservingly so. Deservingly right. so. Let's let's be honest here. That was an American. That was a horrible tragedy. Now, what? Ha- okay, and I you know I I want to go see that memorial, and we actually may have you know, God rest their souls. But in the Superman movie, you had something ten thousand at least times worse. Yeah, you would think that they would show something like. And now we have to clean up the dead, you know, or or, or something like that. And, you know, there's I don't know. It just it just seems all fucked up to me. Yeah, it just. I've heard a lot of people try and defend this, saying like, "Well, it's this is before he really becomes Superman. This is bullshit. You know, he's not he's Superman. Yet. Exactly. Exactly. If look, you can't make a movie, a Superman movie, and then have Superman not acting like Superman, then later say like, "Well, it's his." It's before he actually becomes that character. No, I'm like, no, that's no. bullshit. That's a cop out. I will say this though: he's more like Frank Castle as Superman. Yeah. Okay. It's like, what if you gave the Punisher the powers of Superman? Well, there you go, Man of Steel. Congratulations. Even the Punisher is more careful than this. He'd make sure not to kill any innocents. You know, I, I at this point. I'm surprised that Superman didn't take the Daily Planet globe and use it as a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it down whatever the main street is of of a metropolis to kill one of these bad guys, you know, or some fucking thing like that. Here's the here's the biggest problem with this movie. Here's the biggest problem with this movie. Okay. It's not a hopeful movie. It's not a fun oh. movie. When I watch a Superman movie, I should walk out of the theater thinking, wow, I should be, you know, I should want to fly. It's sort I of should like. Be, well, yeah, when I watch this, I, I feel like cutting my wrists. I mean, it's a movie, as, a, as an action movie, it's great. Mm-hmm. As, I mean, if you want to turn off your brain and watch, you know, the, the equivalent of a Jerry Bruckheimer movie, bam, you got right, it. Right, right. Okay. As a Superman fan, no fucking way. Right. In fact, like you said, I mean, it's sort of like, you you know, if you want, it, it, it's like this. I couldn't take my little ones to see this movie. No, definitely not. I could not. There's no way. And, you know, if, if, if drinks or something were a telltale about this, is the, the regular Superman movies, you go there, okay, okay, after here, I'm feeling happy. I'm going to go get a milkshake. Whereas mm-hmm. this movie, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna get a fucking double scotch at the dingiest <laughs> bar, where I don't have to look at the sun for the next eight years. <laughs> and the score doesn't help add to that either, because it's no. so there's it's no so memorable score. There's no. no memorable, and not only that. At the end of the movie, you left the uneasiness. It's like the same uneasiness. It's like watching the original Planet of the Apes. Right. You know, like oh god, we're fucked. You know, and, and he goes. Uh, you know, the general goes to Superman, how can we trust you? And he goes, I grew up in Kansas. That don't mean shit to me. Yeah. You grew up in Kansas. So and you did- destroyed a major American city. Yeah. Are you going to pony up the bill, asshole? Because, I mean, that's yeah, a fucking... Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no. It's a, it's a bleak movie with a touch of sunshine, but it's sort of like... Uh, uh, it just didn't feel like a Superman. Like you said, it doesn't no, feel like a Superman. No, not a Superman movie at it, all. It feels like a cynical Superman movie. 
You know? It is. It's very, very cynical. It's extremely cynical. And I'm sorry, but people are like, oh, that's what that's what Superman needs to be nowadays. No, he fucking doesn't. Look at the Avengers movies. Look at especially the Avengers. You had heroes acting heroic. Yeah. Superman doesn't act heroic in this at all. He does for a little bit at the beginning before he becomes Superman, but that's fucking it. It's like, hey, I'm here. I got powers. Don't worry about it. You know, well, I'm not going to worry about it because if, there, if there's you, there's probably like six other ones who's going to come. And who the fuck knows what they're going to do? But you're right. He's basically like Bizarro Superman trying to save the city in this by destroying it. It's like he decided to take the tallest building in, in Metropolis and use it as a, as a baseball bat on Zod's head or something. <laughs> I got I got one person who was saying like oh well but Pacific Rim they had they had destruction all this kind of stuff I'm like well yeah but Pacific Rim isn't Superman you, you know what giant monsters versus giant robots you're going to expect that you yeah know, there is no history of of, a, of Godzilla saying I'm going to go fight in the ocean so nobody you know gets hurt fuck that he destroys buildings and eats people while fighting right, bad right. monsters no. I don't know, man. And, you know, this this is this comes down to something that we talked about before, and that's that Warner Brothers seems like they're ashamed to have superhero properties. They are. So they've got to try to make it as gritty and as realistic as possible. And even to the point where it goes too far for Christopher Nolan. Like when they had this idea for this ending to of Superman killing Zod, Nolan said that's a bad idea. But Goyer and Snyder convinced him that they wanted to do it. So, so it was too dark even for Christopher fucking Nolan. Mm-mm-mm. I'm telling you, I don't know what they're going to do. Because there's going to be a... Uh, this, they're going to bring him back. So that makes me wonder, what are they going to do with Batman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Batman didn't kill anybody. Yet. So we'll see what happens. I mean, but it's kind of weird because... For decades, DC had the reputation of being like the more fantastical comic book stories, while Marvel was considered the more gritty, more realistic thing. Now the movies we're getting, the Marvel movies are the more hopeful and fantastical ones, and the DC ones are the grittier, more realistic ones. Yeah, no. uh, Let's see what happens going forward, Perry. Yeah, so that's, um, I think that about wraps up our discussion on Man of Genocide. Man, even this, even talking about this makes me feel like shit now. Now I, now I need a scotch. At least it's night over there for you. You can have a scotch. It's only 11 o'clock in the morning over here. That never stopped me. <laughs> we got some stuff we got to do later on today, so I can't start drinking. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like what? Oh, we just got to go visit some places, just run, a, run some errands. That never stopped me either. Yeah, but in, you didn't have to drive yourself. And in Japan, one one drink is considered drunk driving. Ah, oh, Perry. <laughs> what are we going to do with you? Well, well, all right, man. What are we up for next week? What's happening for next week? Uh, that's a good question. We should figure that out. Uh, would, and we don't have to talk about something that's new because the only other thing that's new lately is Thor The Dark World, but I can't see that yet. So I haven't seen it either, if it means anything to you. Yeah, like I, it's coming out here in the theater in February, and it comes out on iTunes in March, I think. What about um, Arrow comes out? Oh, that's February fifteenth, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we can always talk about uh, Shield. I haven't yet seen any of the Shield episodes. You want to catch up on Agent of Shield and talk about that? All right, we'll do that. 
Okay. okay Very yeah, we well. We can talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. then, or we can talk about some other movie that came out. Absolutely. Because this show is not only going to be about new stuff, so. No, no, we could go back on old stuff, too, if anybody wants. In fact, if anybody listening wants to send us an ideas of something to cover, let us know. Yeah, definitely. You know, email Perry or I, or, you know, remember, if you want to send us a ticking bomb, I'll give you a relative's address. <laughs> Yeah, the email address is geekscreen at percivalconstantine.com or, you know, send us a message on Twitter at geekscreen. There you go. There you go. Okay, then. Perry, I, I, I'll I bid you adieu because my bladder is telling me if I don't uh, – it'll go Kryptonian on me soon. Okay, one thing I wanted to mention right before we end this show is that I'm having uh, – all throughout the month of January, I'm having a 99-cent sale on my ebooks. So head on over to PercivalConstantine.com and you can find out where to buy all those. There you go. Everybody, take a gander. It's some great stories. Thank you. Okay, and that about does it for this week. I'm Perry Constantine. And I'm John Brasic. Have a good day. You too. Happy New Year. This has been an episode of The Geek Screen, the podcast for all media of a nerdy nature. Please send all email to geekscreen at PercivalConstantine.com or message us on Twitter at GeekScreen and we'll read your messages on the air. Visit geekscreen.percivalconstantine.com for past shows and links, and if you like the show, please support us by posting a review on iTunes. The theme music in this show is Take a Chance, courtesy of Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, and is used under a Creative Commons license.